I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. All right. How's it going, everyone? This is Jimbo Paris here. Welcome to the Jimbo Paris Show. So today we have Jason, and he was basically from Vancouver. You know, he studied business in Trinity University, and he wrote the book called Sewing the Principle. And he's here to kind of spread his word and help influence and motivate other people to reach his success as well. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, Jimbo, thanks for having me. It's my privilege. It's my privilege. Where are so, you based? Where are you based out of? Baltimore. Oh, yes. awesome. Never been to Baltimore, but I've heard good things. Really? Okay. Okay. Where are you from? Uh, just outside of Vancouver, Canada. Wow. That's nice. That's nice. You're the second person that I've had from Canada. Yeah, I was just uh, listening to your interview with that uh, gentleman this morning, actually. I think the gentleman that wrote across Canada, very inspiring. Hmm. Excellent. Great. But again, this is about you, though. So can you kind of tell me who you are, what you're about, and what your message is? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. So um, my name is Jason Elcott. I wrote a book um, a couple of years ago called The Sewing Principle, um, but a little bit more about me. So I'm just turned 41 this last year. I'm, I live just outside of Vancouver. I'm married, got my beautiful wife, and I got three little girls. Um, and so I wrote this book uh, a handful of years ago, The Sewing Principle, where I just I woke up one day and realized I'd always wanted to write a book. I think there's a lot of people that do want to write a book. Um, but I woke up one day and realized if I was going to, a book wasn't going to write itself. I needed to actually sit down and do it if I wanted to do it. Um, and I really had an idea in my mind that I wanted to be able to share just about the importance of what we do daily. Um, and that's really what The Sewing Principle talks about. It talks about, you know, how the little things that we do add up over time and, and actually sort of play out in our life. And I'm sure there's maybe like yourself, Jimbo, but you know, there are many mornings I wake up and I look at it and go, man, how did I get here? Um, not that here is necessarily a bad place, but not that here maybe isn't where I expected I would be. Maybe that's in the relationship relation to your health or your finances, um, you know, maybe in your faith, whatever that is, your relationships, you have maybe a there's a difference between where you think you where you are and where you think you should be or where you think you could be. And how do we, you know, bridge that gap? What or why is there a gap there? Was what I wanted to address in this book and talk about uh, with people to give them the, sort of the tools of how do we bridge that that gap. Mm. So how did the sewing principle play out in your life? So for myself, I um, it starts really with my wife. So there was a number of years ago, uh, many years ago now, where I was I was younger and I, I started to identify that I had this list of things that I was looking for in my future wife. Um, you know, the character and values that I wanted her to have. And, you know, God spoke really clearly to my heart uh, after I'd written that list. And he said, you know, Jason, this is a great list. But a woman with these attributes, with these values that kind of lives out a life this way, isn't going to date the man that you are today. And that sent me was obviously kind of a wake up call. And that sent me on a real journey of, OK, so what is the type of man that could potentially have, you know, be married to a woman like this? How does he live his life? What does his day to day life look like? And so I started to make these small and tiny adjustments to my life that would hopefully move me in the direction of becoming more of the man that I believe that I am supposed to be called to be, that I believe God wants me to be. Um, and after that, eventually met my met my wife and we got married and we've been married for almost seven years. And uh, she's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, uh, if you meet her, she's she's way out of my league, but it's <laughs> that that's half the half the fun, right? So, um, and so that that's really the biggest way that that's played out of my life. But there's so many other 
things that I look at in my life and I'm going, man, this, it's just this constant, the little people think that we need to make massive, big changes to see massive, big changes in our life. But the reality is, is my experience is that I need to make the right decision, the tiny right decision on a daily basis to make massive decisions in my life over time. Hmm. That's, that's quite interesting because, um, the first thing that came to mind was, uh, what was it? It was, uh, I think it was like a book that talked a lot about habit building. Is that something that you worked on? Like habits are kind of similar to what you were saying. It's little tiny things that you do and yes. it leads to some big change. Absolutely. Yeah. There's that great book by uh, James Clear called Atomic Habits. Uh, right. Okay. It's a, good, it's a great, great book. That, that I love that book. And he, he, James is, I mean, he's, he's amazing author, writer, and thought leader. I mean, he does a great, great deal of work right now that I really enjoy what he does. Um, I see really habits as yes, a component of, you know, can you build a habit around some of those, uh, those pieces that you want to have on a daily basis. And I think a lot of people, sometimes they think about habits and sometimes they only think about the bad habits. So they think about the stuff that they want to stop, right? I want to stop, uh, you know, maybe overeating or I want to stop this or that or the bad habits. But what about positive habits? What about the good habits that you can build into your life that you can do on a consistent basis that are just little tiny habits that you can, you know, throw into your day, have a part of your day that over time, yeah, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it doesn't look like you're making any progress, but you wake up five years from now. And all of a sudden, if you were reading, you know, 10 to 15 pages of a good book every day, which doesn't take very long, right? Five to 10 pages of a great book, you know, a day, how many books are you going to read in a year? How many books will you have read in five years? And what impact do you think that'll have in your life? It's going to be massive. But on the day when you wake up and you don't want to read, because you're tired or you don't want to read before you go to because you're tired. Now, all of a sudden you're setting yourself down that trajectory, walking in sort of this other direction, right? Away from, you know, that sort of goal. And then you wake up and you wonder why you aren't the person that you think that maybe you should be. What were the first um, set of habits that you personally built when you started this journey of yours? Yeah. So my habits very specifically were around my faith. Um, I, I recognized that, you know, the woman that I wanted to marry uh, was someone who was a person of faith and lived out sort of God's call in her life. And for me, I've looked at, okay, so what type of a man would do that? And for me, that was somebody that would read their Bible on a daily basis. Um, and so I actually took the step of diving into my Bible on a daily basis. And, I, and it was just little bits, like little simple bits that I started to do on a daily basis. And slowly over time, that began to really impact my life in a really big way. Um, so much so that I would say that that step that habit has impacted my life more than anything else that I've ever done more than you know more than my marriage to my wife that that sort of relationship that I have with Jesus and and learning about that part of my life and sowing into that part of my life has been hugely impactful but it started with a very mechanical step that I didn't necessarily want like I, it's not like I woke up and I was excited to to do that on a daily basis but it was really something simple and I never beat myself up if I missed. That's another big thing too, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, I didn't do it yesterday <laughs> and, and, and I would feel guilty about it. It was no like, you know what? I get another opportunity to pick up the rock this morning. You know, I get, I get another opportunity to try again today. So I didn't win yesterday, but I, I can win today, right? I can, I can do it again and sort of taking those steps forward. And so that was sort of the first step and that's really had the biggest impact in my life. So would you consider your faith the foundation of everything else you've built on top of it right now? 
I think for myself, yeah, it's very, it is the foundation. I think that the sewing principle and the idea and concept of it applies to every area of your life. So whether you live as a person of faith or not, it, it's affecting your health, it's affecting your finances, right? It's affecting your relationships. It, it Whether you're a person of faith or not, it, it's irrelevant. This is happening in your life, whether you want it to or not. What, what my goal with the sewing principle was, was to provide some language, give a framework so that you could, you could talk about the, what's happening in your life and be able to sort of look to the future and plan how do you want to move forward to move in the right direction. But with you specifically, you built it off of your faith, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. How did you build, you know, relationships with other people? And do you think you use this kind of like how people network to, to enhance your, your business side as well? Yeah, I, I would think um, I build relationships one <laughs> same way we all do one step at a time, one conversation at a time, but I have to be willing to put myself out of my comfort zone to be able to have those conversations. Um, and it, there's, I still find it's been really interesting because we had the pandemic, right? And, and sort of you know, for an introvert, you know, people are like, I can't wait to get back into community. And I was like, this is great. I've been, you know, been on my own for <laughs> with my family for the last couple of years. I don't have to go out and talk to people. And now it's like, well, you should come to this event and we should network and meet more people in our industry and things like that. And I'm like, okay, got to get back in that in that frame of mind of putting myself out there and having those conversations and be willing to say hi. You know, it's amazing how when you say hi to someone and give them a compliment, how how much that just opens up a conversation. You can learn so much about their life. Not that I'm trying to push anything on anybody, but the more you learn about them, maybe there's an opportunity for us to chat, you know, about the sewing principle in their life, or maybe there isn't, and they just need to be encouraged um, to, you know, to continue to pursue their, what they're going after their dreams and their goals. And I, I like to think that I can do that when I have conversations with people. This, this may be a question that you may have answered before, but why did you name it the sewing principle? That's a good question because it, it lies in the in the biblical principles of sowing and reaping, um, uh -huh. which is talked about through the Bible. So, you know, you reap what you sow and, you know, it oh. says really clearly in there, you know, don't be deceived. A man reaps what he sows. And so there's a couple of books that were really informative in my upbringing that helped me frame the sewing principle. Uh, one of them is a book called The Slight Edge by a gentleman named Jeff Olson. And another book is called The Compound Effect um, by Darren Hardy. And they, they're, you know, talking about compounding, which is often talked about in financial terms and the slight edge, which was very much talked about in success terms. So kind of business success and personal success. I wanted to tie it all the way in and say, hey, you know, these are this concept, this idea of the importance of what you do on a daily basis. Um, it affects every part, every part of your life. And for myself, that meant to incorporate faith, right? I wanted to incorporate my faith journey into that idea of how important the tiny steps that I take are on a daily basis. How was your sort of experience in college? Did you incorporate habits too? Or why did you even focus on business? Why was it important to you? Yeah, I, I enjoy business. I work in business now. Um, and so I did a, a four-year degree with a Bachelor of Business Administration. I think what attracts me to the business community is the opportunity to be uh, sort of working in conjunction with other people towards a goal, um, the opportunity to connect and to lead and to serve people. Leadership fascinates me. It's sort of a skill set and area that I'd love to continue to grow in. Um, and it, it's, a, it's sort of a, a being in, in the marketplace and you never know what opportunities are going to come your way, but learning more about business. Um, being in university, you know, it's interesting. So this is long before I wrote the sewing principle. Um, and I was very much a, 
uh, last minute uh, paper writer <laughs> and a you know last minute crammer for my exams. Like that was that was that was definitely my style through university. But what's interesting is I can look back on that time and see how destructive some of those habits and tendencies were. How how much more difficult I made it on myself than I could have if I'd properly understood the sewing principle as I went into university. I mean, I I kind of understood it. I knew some of the pieces. Um, but I, it was a great experience. I, some of my best friends were met during those years and connections and networks were through. That was the biggest thing that came out of university for me was the people that I met, the relationships that I still have and carry to, to this day. Because business has changed, right? Business changes constantly, faster than we can, you know. So when I graduated back in 2000, whatever it was, uh, seven or eight, I can't remember. But, you know, the, the, sh the space of business has shifted dramatically since I graduated. So what I learned from a tactical perspective in business university at business school, um, some of it's the same, but a lot of it's changed. Um, but the relationships, the networks, the ability to continue to learn. I mean, that's what we go to. A lot of people, I believe, go to university for is can you go there and learn how to think for yourself and actually make decisions? And I, that was a big takeaway for me from, from being in university and, um, you know, time, I believe, well invested. You look back sometimes and wonder, but you never know. Right. So when you first started writing, you mentioned that you had, you know, this, this sort of a calling or this glimpse of, of life, something like that. Mm -hmm. Is that what you think other people should be looking for too? if you're just constantly waiting for the perfect vision to run after, I don't think it always works like that. I think that personally, I believe that God gives me a glimpse of the direction that he would like me to head down. And then he gives me the tools to be able to go after it, but it's not the whole picture, right? You know, when I started creating the YouTube videos as a great example, like the first half of the year when we were creating YouTube videos, we weren't creating shorts. And we didn't think that, you know, we did that wasn't even, I didn't even, they, I don't even think they existed actually when we started. I don't think they'd made them yet. I don't think YouTube had created that yet. But now that's all of a sudden, it's become more of a part of my life. And that vision and goal and dream has expanded. And, you know, there, now I'm looking at other opportunities to potentially be able to speak or to be able to travel or whatever those things are. Sometimes it's, it's taking that first step of here's a, here's an idea, here's an opportunity, here's something that you can go into chase down. Um, without having to wait for, well, what would that look like? You know, I, I don't want, the grand vision is, you know, I need all of this in my life, but sometimes we don't always get the grand vision. Sometimes you just get that glimpse of here's the direction that you should probably head. Maybe you should look at going to this school, or maybe you should, you know, look at the opportunity in this city. I think the next thing we should get into is, do you have a website? Yep, I do. It's uh, all right. really simple. JasonElcott.com. I might see my name there on the screen. So J-A-S-O-N-A-L-C-O-T-T.com. I've got a, a newsletter there. I send it once a week. It's actually a link through to the video. Um, and you can obviously get the get the book there uh, on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. And there's a couple other resources there as well. Great. And if possible, could you give us a bit of a, a run through of the website maybe? Or is it just most of the general information that we see, because the only thing that may look different to me is maybe the about the resources and the contact page. Yeah, absolutely. So on the about page, though, if for people that enjoy this and listening to podcasts, I've got a, uh, a handful of podcasts that I've been doing over the last six months. So there are links to those for those that enjoy podcasts. Uh, there's a bunch of links down at the bottom. I'm excited to add your link in the future. If you scroll down a little further, you'll see a list of the uh, different podcasts that I've done over the last couple of months. 
Um, and, and, you know, I love podcasts because it gives me the opportunity to connect with some really great people um, that are doing some really great things and all over North America um, and actually sort of global uh, son of man, the son of man podcast there. He's that's a young, young gentleman that has a clothing line and he's based out of New Zealand. Um, and that was a great conversation. And, uh, you know, so, so, so fun to be able to connect with people all over the globe, which I'm sure you're seeing as well. It's, it's an amazing way to, to meet people and to connect with people. Uh, so those resources, th those are there. Um, obviously, there's a link up at the top goes straight over to YouTube. Um, and then for resources, I've, I have created uh, a couple different things and there'll be more things created in the future. Uh, some recommended reading, um, different things, pieces like that. Hmm. So what is this? Is this sort of like, um, oh, is there anything more on that? Is that sort of like a small kind of blog that you do or how does it's that a, work? It's it. I always see the website as just sort of the the foundational piece that everything that I work on. You know, if you wanted to find out anything about me, it should come. You should be able to find a way to get there through the website. So, mm -hmm. whether that be the YouTube podcast or the book, it should all sort of base out of the website. That's kind of how I view my website. So, um, yeah, the best thing on there is if you go to contact, there's there's an opportunity to get the weekly sort of update from me. And that's really the best way to keep in touch because you're not going to check my website all the time, but I'd love to be able to keep in touch and keep you up to date, right? So. Mm, okay. And that newsletter, what is that going to really give you? So I send um, a quick link to the weekly YouTube video and any any podcasts that I might have done over the last couple of weeks that have come out. Uh, and then live, I'll include a, often include a link in, in that newsletter as well. And just it just puts it into your inbox so you're not going to look for the information and get it right in front of you. Okay, okay. Excellent. Great. The biggest, the people that seem to gain the most success are the ones that read a book and and taken actually are able to do something with it. And I'm, a, I'm an avid reader. I love to read, but, and, and I don't know if you do Jimbo, but uh, there's so many books that I've read where I've been like, this is an amazing book. And then I put the book on my shelf and I don't do anything. <laughs> I don't change anything at all. And I've done this for years. Right. And I'll go back and I'll maybe reread my highlights and notes and things like that. But being able to actually take something and apply it in your life. I mean, that's, that's always the goal. And so I've, I've definitely worked with some young people that have you know, put together a couple of pieces of, of the book or other books that I've recommended to them and taken them and found ways to apply them in their life. And that's really sort of been the key that I've found is, is you've got a knowledge, you gain knowledge and information. It's not a lack of knowledge and information that is an issue in our world today, right? It's a lack of application. I talked about that in the book. It's, what are you, you going to do with it? So you got great information. Uh, so now what, what are you going to do with it, right? So. Mm -hmm. You know, you are so right, because there are so many people who blow loads and loads of money on books and self-help books. And no, totally. They, yeah, they just never apply anything. Yeah, and you're inspired, right? <laughs> but you don't, you don't actually make, you know, in two weeks, your look, life looks exactly the same. You haven't changed any habits or done anything new. Or sort of, I'm guilty of this. I can only say this because I'm guilty of this, right? So, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's like that old saying, you know, knowledge is power. It's really application is power. Applied knowledge, right? And learned wisdom. You know, it's one thing to make a mistake, but if you don't learn from it, if you just re keep repeating the same mistake. I want to believe that I'm not going to get to a point in life, wh whether it's an age or just a point in life where I'm like, I, I don't want to learn anything new anymore. Um, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to do that, if that's a fair statement. I'm thinking too, I think uh, they talk about a lot, you know, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. I would I would consider what you were saying there to be more along the lines of a growth mindset. Yeah, that's a great book, The Mindset. Have you read that one? 
I uh, was Carol, Carol Dweck, I think. It's a great book. I think so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, she does that fixed mindset, growth mindset. Absolutely. You're right. Nice, nice. And you were talking a bit more about your your next book. You said you didn't have quite a bit of an idea of it, but if you could give any clues, maybe any what you're thinking of is the next step. Would it be related to the sewing principle or is it going to be something completely in a different direction? No, I think I'm, I'm, I'm still in thinking in the th same vein of um, how can you encourage people right where we started out the podcast, we talked about this idea of this gap uh, between mm -hmm. where, where I am and where I'd like to be or where I think I should be. I think there's a concept there that I could, that I would like to write about uh, one day. I haven't fully honed out that idea, but because I think that the gap is something that we've all experienced at mm -hmm. some point stage or area of our life where there's a gap between where we are and where we think we should be or where we believe we could be. And I think coming at it, life from that perspective, okay, saying we all have this collective experience of, it, of this gap, can we talk about some strategies? Can we talk about some tools of either of how to bridge that gap? All right. So this has been an excellent interview. Thank you again. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's been good to meet you. Are there any final words you would like to give to the audience? Uh, I just want to no, I just want to say thanks for the opportunity to be here. Just, uh, you know, continue to listen and put great content in your mind like uh, like this Jim Paris Jimbo Paris show and uh, you're you're headed in that that positive direction so no I appreciate all the work that you're doing Jimbo thank you for creating a community that that's looking people that are looking to continue to learn and grow all right thank you man yeah okay so just to end it off here we have a few shout outs so we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor Six Figure University, it's run by Ann Jones Bay and Kamiana Jones Bay. Both of them are focused on teaching you how to make six figures by helping you to start your own salon and also your own real estate business. The next person is going to be LifeWork Systems by Judy Ryan. And basically she is an HR superstar helping corporate businesses improve their HR infrastructure in a much more positive and humanistic way. And we also have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to that now. And finally, we have a Roku channel. This will be on Roku TV as well as all of our other episodes too. All right, great. So I'm Jimbo Paris. This is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to The Jimbo Parish Show. 